0: This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans by the fans. Now to your host of tonight's nice show.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome to week three of Saturday Showdown. And we are live from the home field studios. Guys, how the hell are you? It's uh we're getting closer and closer to the kickoff of college football. How are you guys?
0: I'm not, not too bad. It was uh it was a busy week. I started uh we had a bunch of professional development stuff this week for for school to get you know things rocking and rolling for for next week once uh, once the kids come. But other than that, just busy. Got our jamboree tomorrow night, uh, and then first game next Friday night. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time.
1: Awesome, awesome,
2: Caleb. What's going on, man? Oh, not a whole lot. Like Brandon said, can't wait for you know the first games to get here. You know, week zero is almost upon us. So you know, college football is gonna be here before you know it.
1: Yeah, and like you said, uh, next week, week zero, it's going to be a hell of a show for us. But today, we've got a lot on the docket. Um, I I just want to ask before you guys get here, um, some rumblings of a Pac-12 and AAC merger. Um, Brandon, I know you did a little research into that. We've been talking back and forth with some guys. Uh, Give us a little insight into that before, um, uh, before we jump into the rest of the show.
0: Yeah, so not a whole whole bunch is has really. I mean, there's been some talk. Is pretty much all it is right now, um, with with some schools. Apparently, there's four schools that have um, out of the American Athletic Conference that have basically said, "Yeah, we're gonna we want to go to the Pac-12." Um, some of those teams, uh, one of one of them is SMU. Yep,
1: um,
0: is, is one of the teams rumored. Memphis and then USF is another one that. Uh, so University of South Florida. Uh, is another one that, that has talked about that potential uh, move over. Again, those are just those are just names that have been heard, not okay. necessarily teams that for sure are gonna it's it's gonna happen or not. Uh, but a lot of this is still in the early stages. If anything happens, it's more than likely the American Athletic Conference is going to see the short end of the stick. They're okay. all going to jump over to the Pac-12 or what would be the Pac, I guess the new Pac-12. Okay.
1: Caleb got any thoughts on that those those what's left of the Pac-12 and the AAC trying to merge together? Yeah, that's definitely interesting. That's something that I've been seeing things about too, but
2: also I've seen something regarding I think schools like Boise State has also like gotten some offers to come over to the Pac-12. You know, it's surprising for me to see that it's the AAC that the merger yeah. is going to happen instead of yeah. the Mountain West, Mountain which West. made more sense to me, me yeah. as far as, you know, if we go off, like we talked about last week, regionalized, you know, having a SMU in the Pacific coast conference, you, it, it just is mind boggling a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: SMU uh, makes more know, sense than you at USF, but you
2: know,
0: USF has money. been
1: terrible for years now. Like I, I, I thought it was interesting that they were involved just because of how poor they've been over the recent mm-hmm. years. Um, but obviously, we'll keep that. That whole situation is fluid. We've been, you know, talking back and forth with a couple people. So we just want to throw that out there that we've heard some rumblings of the Pac-12 AAC merger. Um, let's jump into something that we've. Uh, a lot of people have been putting out their top 25s, top 10s, top 15s. Um, let's get into our top 10 teams. Um, Caleb, go ahead and lead us off with your top 10 teams going into the season. Start at 10 for us and work your way up.
2: Okay. So we'll start off here at 10. I'm going with Tennessee. You know, they had a big year last year. You know, I think they're returning a lot of key pieces. Um, I think their question mark right now is their quarterback, even though that, you know, there's been a lot of hype in the off season for Milton, you know, that he's got a big arm, big playmaker. So we'll have to really see once season gets here, what he's made out of. And then number nine, I've got to go with Washington, a team we've talked about before that's got an exciting playmaker with Michael Penix Jr., leading that team this year. Number eight, I'm going LSU out of the SEC. You know, they had hot ending to last year, and I think Brian Kelly's going to have this team ready to go again this year. they got a returning quarterback, Jaden Daniels. You know, a lot of talent that he was able to bring in with a recruiting class. And then number seven, which ultimately is this going to be a week one matchup, I've got Florida State. Okay. Then with number six, I've got Clemson. You know, they're always one of the powerhouses in the ACC. And then number five, I've got USC coming in at five. Okay. And then, you know, led by Caleb Williams, could be a back-to-back Heisman winner. You know, it's uh, you're going to be a, a, a good season for them, I think. And then number four, you've got Alabama coming in at number four. You know, again, similar to Tennessee, they've got question marks at quarterbacks. You know, not sure really who's <laughs> going to. Starting for them week one, Saban hasn't named a starter, but, you know, they're one of those teams you can't really count them out just because of who they are and how, that, you know, sure. the tradition that they have there of having a top-tier program. Yes, Number three, I've got Ohio State coming in at number three. A lot of talent there. You know, one of the top teams ending last year. You know, there's just a lot of excitement around that program. Number two for me is Michigan, you know, another talented team that, you know, Harbaugh's put together a real legitimate team with the mm-hmm. squad there with J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, you know, that, some of that receiving core. It's going to be an interesting season for them. And then for me, number one, until until somebody proves me wrong here and proves them wrong, I've got Georgia, you know, looking to become
1: a, the first, you know, 3 P champion in a long time. Right. Stat for you guys, because this was going to come up a little bit later with national championship predictions, but – since you brought it up now, last team to three-peat was in 1936. Do you guys know what team that was? They play in the Big Ten. It's not one of the top three Big Ten teams. They're usually – I think that's something about this earlier is in Minnesota. It is Minnesota. Minnesota three-peated Minnesota. in the 1930s, and they won, I think, in 41 and 42. They had, like, five championships in, like, six years. It's crazy. Wow.
0: Um, that's impressive. But,
1: Yeah, no, I I was looking it up because I was like, "What is the possibility of Georgia three peating?" And then it was 1936. That's when they three peated last. Brandon, go ahead and give us your top ten.
0: Yeah, so I'll start out. I'll start with number ten. I'm number ten at Florida State, Uh, just because there's there's just that big question mark for me around Florida State. What they're going to possibly bring? I know they had a pretty solid season last year. Lots changed though, from the sounds of it. Uh, So I'm going to go ten at Florida State. Number nine is Washington. So we're we're on the same playing field there with with Washington, uh, very solid team. Getting in a lot of guys should be a, a, a possible national championship contender. Um, number eight, I'm going Clemson. But a little lower on the track on, on the chart, just due to I mean their their schedule, the conference they're in isn't isn't you know it's not a big powerhouse. So just to start the season, I have them at eight, uh, seven. I have Penn State. Six is LSU. Five is Alabama, and then six, USC – or four, USC. I'm sorry, number four, USC. Uh, Three, Ohio State. Two, Michigan. And number one, is it's got to be Georgia.
1: Yeah. Um, Solid top ten. I think the only main difference in there was you threw in Penn State. Caleb, you didn't think Penn State was a top ten team going into this year? Um, I think for me,
2: you know, I've got to see – you know, some early season success with them. You know, they, they've been a, a good program year in and year out, consistently good. But I think for me, some of these other teams, I feel more comfortable with those in my top 10.
1: Okay, that's totally fair, totally fair. Uh, my top 10 teams going into the year, starting at 10, I put Clemson in at 10, a lot of room to move up those rankings. Um, I, they've got a lot of big games that can really shift um, – shift their status in the top 10. Number nine, I got the Washington Huskies. Number eight, I have Penn State. Uh, number seven, I have USC. Um, some questions about their defense still. Uh, I do have them ending up in my top four, but I want to see them actually improve over the year. Uh, six, I've got Florida State. Five, LSU. Um, that you know that early, early season matchup is going to be massive. Um, I've got OSU at number four. Um, the reason I have them at four is no quarterback um, has been named the starter yet. And when you're a top five, top four, top three team, I like you to have a quarterback going into the year. Um, similar to Alabama, I kind of flip flop those two. Um, Bama with a similar situation in quarterback. Uh, number two, Michigan. Uh, I think they are one of the most complete teams in college football. And then the most complete team and the team. Um, that I think we all agree is clear-cut number one is Georgia. So uh, we had a lot of the same players, um, just a little bit, you know, different order here and there. Um, Anything on our list that stood out to you guys? um, I thought we were, you know, pretty consistent. You know, I'd say, Caleb, you probably have Penn State, you know, 11 or 12, somewhere in that mix probably. It's not like we're, you know, really – you know, we're kind of splitting hairs with our lists here. So,
0: Who, who's your twenty-five?
1: Um, I've got Tulane at twenty-three. uh Oregon State's probably twenty-five, somewhere right in there. Okay, off the top of my head, I have it I have, I have it written down somewhere, but it's, yeah. uh, probably Oregon State's probably right in there somewhere.
0: I got Tulane um, at nineteen.
1: Oh, do you? I I like Tulane a lot. I think they're gonna, I, they're, I mean, they could run the table and you know potentially be yeah. a a team that gets a new year's six bowl. so yeah you know, um,
0: absolutely i have iowa at 25 i
1: think they would be iowa's defenses that's gonna be one of the top ones this year it always is but can yeah. they score at all right because without scoring they're just a boring team like Iowa's yeah. great they're great defense but man are they boring yeah to watch on offense um all right guys let's jump ahead um I wanted to pose this question to you guys. Who is your favorite player to watch that's not on your your team? Brandon, I know you don't have a team per se. Right. So this one's going to be just, you know, kind of who your favorite player is, which yeah. is cheating. I think it is cheating, but go ahead and tell <laughs> us your favorite player to watch in college football.
0: So I I, I do like watching Caleb Williams. I like think he's the way he plays the way he plays quarterback is is fantastic. Yeah. Uh you know, his his quarterback smarts the way he throws the ball, the way he handles the the offense and whatnot, is is really is just overall fun to watch. The other guy I like to watch, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll throw in our, our Mizzou guys here, is is Luther Burden. Um, probably doesn't get as much uh, as much uh, talk as he probably should. At least with you know being in the SEC is already so many good or so many well rounded wide receivers as it is. Um yeah. But he's he's another fun player, another fun guy to watch, and he's. From the from the St. Louis area, right right here. I mean, I'm pretty yeah, close no, to, pretty close to where I where I'm at. So he's he's a fun guy to watch.
1: Totally with you on that one, uh, Caleb. Yeah. Go ahead and give us your favorite player, not named Rocket or KJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's tough from there. I think if I have to go with it, it's a guy we've
2: talked about on the show here before. I'm gonna go with Michael Penix Jr. from Washington. You know, just an electric another electric quarterback that can make some plays. You know, can hit you big. You know, like Brandon said, another guy that I was really debating on between is a guy from Georgia that I like to watch is their tight end Brock Bowers. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Guy's just a stud and it, it, you know one of the top tight ends in the country.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. Brock Bowers is a hell hell of a talent, hell of a talent.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, my pick, I'm going to make two because one, I just like I just like his t- his toughness and he keeps you in a ball game. He makes big plays. I like Cam Rising from Utah. I think I just love the way that guy plays the position. Um, And then uh, another one that I really like to watch. This is weird to say, because I'm an Ohio State guy, but Blake Corum is a really, really good (laughs) running back. He's really, really talented. I mean, if you catch him on a Saturday, you could see a 200 plus yard game. If him and Edwards, you know, if Edwards and him aren't splitting carries, you could really see Corum go off. So, Right, I, you know it sucks to say because he's he's so damn good, but he plays for Michigan. But really good players. So mine are Cam Rising, and Blake Corum for uh, players to, that I really enjoy watching. Go ahead, Brent.
0: I got, I got one more. So there's a, there's a, he's he's a freshman. I had the opportunity to to be uh, one of his coaches over at, at Hillsboro here in Missouri. But it's Austin Romaine at Kansas State. He's a linebacker. Um, he's he's probably the one of the smartest football players I've ever. Coached with or coached yeah. before, his, his smarts and stuff. I don't know how much playing time he'll see this year. There's a good chance that you'll see him on the field at some point. But it's a guy. He's 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 super smart, super intelligent when it comes to reading the plays. He flies around. He's a great great linebacker, and he's going to do pretty pretty awesome things at Kansas State.
1: Okay, let me ask you a question to pose against that. If he misses a tackle, can we blame you? <laughs> no, we you like don't. to blame the poor coaching. <laughs> like, uh, is man, that, man, can we? Can, is that fair? I, I I mean, if you want, uh,
0: he's, he's, no, that's he, awesome.
1: I'm glad you name. I'm glad you called, shouted him out. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: he's, he's he'll be he'll be fun to watch.
1: Um, okay, let's jump down. Uh, national championship predictions. Uh, let me let me give a little recap of where we how we got to this point. <laughs> Caleb, your Final Four um, two episodes ago, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson was your four. You stick by that four today. Two weeks later. Yeah, I'll stick with those four. Okay, Brandon, your four was Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington. You stick by your four. Absolutely. Okay, mine was Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, USC. I'm still pretty comfortable with my four. Um, guys, let's pick our champion out of those four. Brandon, lead us off. Who is going to be the college football champion this year?
0: So out of the, the four I have, I it's hard not to – it really is hard not to pick Georgia. Um, I I I think you know you're looking at two Big Ten teams. They're gonna have to they're gonna face each other right. You know the, the first round right there, two and three. Um, and you have Georgia who's gonna take on Washington, who probably would handle Washington pretty pretty easily. And um, it, it just it's just how it is. I mean, those unfortunately for the pack for the Pac-12 teams, they don't necessarily do so well against SEC teams, uh, just because of the the the, the strength of schedule in the teams that they're playing. Every mm-hmm. every week, um, it is is almost a night and day difference between the teams in the Pac twelve and teams in the outside of maybe USC and Oregon. Um, yeah. You know, you, I mean, I don't I not have to pick Georgia. I don't I don't know out of the four that I have, that Georgia Georgia would be my favorite.
1: Cool, Caleb. Um, if you pick Georgia, you're a home. You're an SEC homer. So go ahead and tell us tell us your pick <laughs> for the champion. Well, I I guess that's what I'm going to have to be because until
2: somebody can prove it and knock them off, I've got to say, Georgia, you know, they're just on their own level right now with that program and what Kirby Smart's done with it so far this, you know, the past few seasons and coming over from that saving coaching tree. It's just one of those things, like we said, until somebody comes up and knocks them off, I I think they're going to remain at the top of the, you know,
1: the, the level there. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I brought this jersey out for a reason. <laughs> I'm not picking them to win the championship. I'm I'm going to pick Georgia. Also, I like you like you guys. You guys reiterated both. You're the champ until you're not the champ no more. And I don't know who can beat right. them in a playoff scenario. I thought Ohio State. They were as close as you can get to beating Georgia in that semifinal last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the worst field goal attempts I, I've seen in a while. It really really broke my heart. But Georgia's that good. I mean, they are that damn good, and uh, that's—I think we got to pick them until until somebody can beat them on the field in a in a playoff scenario. You know, one game for all the marbles. Really hard to beat Georgia. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, we've we've all three got Georgia. Um, Not a lot of excitement there, but (laughs) that's—I feel like a lot of people are picking Georgia.
0: So so with with the playoff, you know want to I don't want to like rush it like rush a show or anything and have it done done quickly too either um what uh when it when it comes to the playoff expansion so just yeah. kind of a, a, a mind thing right now does if the playoff expansion started this year does Georgia still win national championship or is there somebody that they would that they could run into between then and then or between the first game that they play in the championship round
1: so d- depends for me um if they're going to like if if they're going to do like a buy in the first round for the first four seeds or how that's going to work because i mean if let's just say georgia's number 1 right. and they play let me let me see who's who's 12 right now if georgia, georgia like we'll just base it off of this if georgia plays yeah. tennessee in the first round i don't think tennessee can beat georgia
0: no
1: um and then the second round they would still get a favorable matchup so, really, until the finals, again, I don't see anybody getting in their way. Right. And their toughest test last season was Ohio State in the semifinal. So, it's just really hard to not know without knowing who the 12 playoff teams are right. to make yeah. that version. Caleb, you got any thoughts on the 12 team and where Georgia would stand if there was 12 teams instead of four? I mean, I think it's just the same thoughts. You're, you're thinking, I, I don't really see anybody
2: as far as even that far down that's going to compete. And, and it's one of those things. Even without, um, you know, not knowing for sure who their quarterback's going to be, I think it's one of those situations where you could stick a lot of different people back there, and with that offensive line and the playmakers they have, Mm -hmm. it, it almost isn't that big of a factor on, you know, compared to other programs that would rely on an absolute talent at quarterback to lead the way.
1: Yeah, it, it's not – Georgia's not USC that has Caleb Williams have to do every single thing for them yeah. to be even, you know, in the conversation for playoff. It's a, it's uh, a depth thing. Yeah, no, the depth – the SEC depth is such a wild – like, it's just insane.
0: I, I um, wonder if that's going to change, like – sorry, I wonder if it's going to change, like, how, how you know, coaches and stuff do recruiting. Like, having – you know, you're going to have to look at having more – not only are you are going to have to have – those solid guys at the top, but you're also going to have the depth in case one of those guys get hurt, you know, to it, it, it's going to be harder for a lot of, to it's going to be harder for teams to repeat with a 12 team playoff than a 14 I, you know, playoff.
1: That's, that's a great point actually. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that grind of having to play extra games yeah. deeper into <clears throat> the year, later into the year is definitely going to wear on some teams, but that's, but that's why teams like Georgia and Alabama are already suited Mm -hmm. for that next, that next level. I would even say Ohio state and Michigan are probably suited pretty well. Mm -hmm. Like I understand there's some other really good teams out there, but those four, I feel like you're still gonna have to, you know, you're still gonna have to show up and those guys are going to show up every week and be really, really good because they recruit so well. I mean, Michigan's obviously not recruiting at the same level. They do very well, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let's jump ahead. Uh, I know it says top five on our banner down here. We're going to do our top, or I know it says top 10 down there. We're going to do our top five quarterbacks going into the 2023 season. Uh, Brandon, start us off with your number five quarterback. Number five. Um,
0: I'm going to go Bo Nix. He doesn't necessarily get, uh, I know he, 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 <laughs> the, the funny part about this week with Bo Nix is he, uh, managed to get himself on a billboard in the middle of New York city. Uh, it was a cool billboard. It was a cool billboard. Uh, but, you know, he transferred from was it was Auburn, wasn't he? He was in Auburn oh, mm-hmm. up to Oregon. Uh, you, know, it, all, you know, it's a solid guy. Solid, you know, he's a solid quarterback um, who had some issues in in Auburn, got out of there, um, went to went to Oregon, kind of got a little fresh start. Uh, yeah. Kind of energized things out there on um, uh, Eugene, too. So should be should be fun.
1: All right, Caleb, you're number five quarterback. Yeah.
2: So Brandon, I was almost right there with you. It was a tough tie for number five for me, number five, I'm going with Michael Penix jr. Mm -hmm. At Washington. You know, we've talked about it over and over, you know, he's a guy that transferred over to Washington from Indiana, you know, another one of those kind of fresh start situations and kind of took, you know, the PAC 12 and with Washington by storm last season with his, his play down the stretch. Uh,
1: two solid selections. Uh Um, I'm going to go with Jordan Travis from Florida State. I think he's he's a really really talented guy. Um, mm-hmm. We got to see a lot of flashes of that here and there last year. Um, he's a a lot of people have him as kind of a dark horse for the Heisman um, conversation. Yeah. Uh, so my number five is Jordan Travis. Uh, Brandon number four.
0: Uh, number four, I'm going to have to go Drake May out of North Carolina. Uh, what, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's another solid quarterback, another smart quarterback. Knows what he's doing with the offense. I mean, that's that's a team like we we talked about the the other week, last week, that you and you know UNC being like a, a kind of like sneaky team in the in the in the yeah. uh, ACC this year. And a lot of that goes on to him. He's another Heisman candidate, should be Heisman candidate, probably won't get, you know, the the the, the you know, probably won't be one of the finalists. He should be, but he probably won't just because he's playing in North Carolina. If he was playing in like yeah. if he was in Alabama or 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 Georgia or somewhere like that might have a little bit more of a, more of a say when it comes to the Heisman, but he should be another, another fun one to watch. Uh,
1: Caleb,
2: your number four. Number four for me is going to be Michigan's JJ McCarthy. You know, an extreme talent there at Michigan, you know, a guy that's talented can throw the ball. So we'll be interested to see what he can do with that talent and those playmakers around him there in Michigan. Uh,
1: My number four is also JJ McCarthy. Um, He just, He's gotten a lot better. If I mean, if you watch him from the beginning of last year throughout the year, the guy's really turned into a hell of a football player. Uh, played a, an incredible game against Ohio State. Um, yeah, I got JJ McCarthy also at number four. Uh, Brandon, give us three.
0: So three, three. I'm gonna go with with JJ McCarthy. Um, okay. It's because again, he's. I mean, he's he's their guy in in Michigan. Um, he's he's proving it you know last he proved it last year that he that he's you know a good quarterback um through in and throughout from from start to finish he's, he's going to be there to to try to uh try to get michigan a national championship
1: that's a yeah solid solid pick uh caleb
2: your three my number three is i've, I've got to go with my guy kj jefferson you know,
1: I'm
2: he's going to <laughs> be the heartbeat of this Razorback team this year. Yeah. And I think he, you know, a lot of people are severely underrating him, you know, especially with the development he's had with new OC Dan, you you know, he's really been able to see an improvement in his game. And he played so well last year. I think the key for him down the stretch this season is going to be staying healthy, but, you know, I think he's an absolute talent that's getting underrated just because of where he's at, like like Brandon just said, with Drake May being at North Carolina, with him being at Arkansas, compared to if he was at somewhere like a Alabama, a Georgia, a Clemson, something like that, where he'd get more notoriety. But he's—I've got to go with my guy at number three. Yeah,
1: um, number three for me. I had uh, Michael Penix Jr. Um, he just the guy like he's really from when you watched him at Indiana. The way he was, you know, he didn't play with the same talent and everything, but he was very turnover prone. And then when he's come out to Washington, that guy can sling it. He puts up big numbers. Um I I like the I like the way he's developed into a quarterback that you can really trust and really could lead Washington to newer heights. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, really impressed with Penix Jr. Um Brandon, number two I, on your list.
0: He he's my depending. he's number two. Um, you know, it's 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 hard not to to put somebody who took a team, you know, we eleven and two last year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then they were was it did two years ago, they were in the, the college football playoffs. Two years, three years ago, it's been a little Washington. bit. They they were in college football playoffs. One of the one of the. Uh,
1: I don't remember year. what year that was. Let me see. They
0: played. uh Gosh, who did they play? Was it Georgia? It wasn't. Uh, it was a. It was the first semi. It was like one of the semifinal rounds.
1: I can't remember. Let me look. The, yeah. But keep
0: yeah, uh, keep going. Yeah, but I to, to be able to to you know what what he's done out there in, in Washington, it's it, it's hard to top. And I mean the, the other the not the last guy I got, you know, but we'll get to it. Um but it's number another, another pac twelve guy.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's that. Four, um what year was that? Um Caleb, go ahead with your uh number two. My two and three were
2: close, but with number two, I'm going with a guy, Brendan's already mentioned, Drake May. I think he's a sensational talent. You know, just what he did last year as a freshman at North Carolina was pretty incredible, and he's had a whole offseason to develop, and he's got a very seasoned, really talented coach in Mac Brown there that is able to coach him up. So I think we are going to see definitely one of those, they say, year two leaps from him. I think he could be another guy that, you know, is an early season Heisman favorite, but like Brandon said, you know, that notoriety at North Carolina, you know, it's just hard to come by when you've got other programs like USC with Caleb Williams and other programs like Alabama and Georgia that kind of take that center stage.
1: Uh, Yep. Solid. Very solid. Um, I got Drake May at two also. Um, he's probably, I mean, You know, if if Caleb Williams wasn't playing, he would be talked about as being the number one pick in the NFL draft um, if a team needed a quarterback, obviously. So he's got the pedigree. If he was playing at Ohio State, I think Ohio State would probably be favored. Like, I think them in Georgia would be very, very close. So that's – I mean, you could just see the talent in that guy right there. Mm -hmm. Um, So Drake May is my number two. Uh, Brandon, go ahead with your number one pick. Is it – Caleb
0: Williams. It is it is uh and it's the, the the Heisman, you know, Heisman winner. It's it's hard not to uh not to not to pick him again. I know there's three Pac-12 guys and as much slack as we probably give the Pac-12. There's three three Pac-12 guys in in at least my top my top 5 um, right. for this year. Uh and then back to the thing, it was 2016
1: when Yeah, they Washington played out Yeah. Um, Caleb, tell us why Caleb Williams is your number one.
2: Yeah. I, I think kind of some of those same things that Brandon just said, you know, you look at what he did last year, you know, after he transferred over from Oklahoma to USC following Lincoln Riley, you know, very familiar with that system and is able to just come in and, you know, you've got a Heisman winner and it's hard to think that he's going to do anything less the following
1: season. Right. But, um caleb williams is one of the most impressive throwers of the football that i've seen in a while and he's just he's the he's the total engine of the usc football team i mean he's playing if you watch the end of the year last year he's playing with a bad a bad hand he's playing with a bad a bad knee a bad shoulder and he's just out there making plays at all times um you know they ran up against Tulane in that that uh, bowl game, I didn't like the way USC played. I thought they kind of rolled over, yeah. but I think this is a, a fresh year and a good chance for them. To, I think he could. I think he could get USC to the playoff. He's that good of a player. Um, so Caleb Williams is my number one. I think he's going to be pretty much everybody's number one. A lot of people don't think it's possible for him to repeat as a Heisman. I just i I think it's going to be hard not to give it to him if he plays like he played last season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so guys uh that's our main topics uh i just i think very solid guys we got one more week um and then before we get out of here uh everybody thank you for watching this if you are not subscribed to variety sports network please go subscribe to us on youtube uh every sub counts we are at what 355
0: let me check i'm gonna Uh, look we're
1: right in that range we're almost at 360. help us get to 360. we really appreciate all the likes the views the interactions on twitter um, we're growing our audience. And then um, if you guys um, need any apparel, please visit homefieldapparel.com. Um, uh, first-time buyers get 15% off if you use the purchase code Variety Sports, all caps, at checkout. So make yeah. sure you give our sponsors a little bit of love. And then, Brandon, do you got something else before we get out of here?
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving the, the Thursday Night Wars. It's, uh, it's fun. I've oh, okay. already... Already knocked out a, a show earlier today from you know the fantasy football show, uh, for the win and our out of the Falcon mind guys, I'm sure it probably knocked it out of the park again. Seventh inning stretch is going also right now, uh. So make sure you check that out too. But yeah, we appreciate the the views, the likes, the the watches, whatever you're doing. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We got tons of stuff coming your way. Um, we're just we're just getting started.
1: Yep. Uh, great job, guys. Caleb, anything before we uh, say goodbye to our audience? Yeah, a quick question for
2: you guys. If we expanded this top quarterbacks to our top ten, do y'all have KJ in your
1: top ten? Uh, here, look. Yeah. I know it's hard to see because my notes are so scribbled. <laughs> uh, I had KJ or Jordan Travis right here at five, and I'm I had to make a decision because I knew I knew KJ would get love from you, so I I left him I I left him off just because I knew I think he's phenomenal. I think he's the best quarterback in the SEC. Um, I just it was a really hard choice. I just knew he was yeah. going to get love from you, so. Uh, I wanted to put somebody else in there that I didn't know if anybody else would pick in our top fives. Mm -hmm. But, yes, KJ, fantastic player. Can't wait to watch him on Saturdays. Can't wait to talk to you and you be excited about how he's playing throughout the year. Um, So, guys, uh, that's a show. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Next week we get to uh, make some picks week zero. Please like and subscribe, Variety Sports Network, and we will see you next week. This is Brandon,
0: CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. The best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.